It was the new nurse's fault. She brought a butcher knife onto the children's ward to cut up watermelon for the kids as a treat. She set it down for a couple of seconds to hand Nicole a plate, and before you knew it, Melissa was threatening the other girls with it. The new nurse wanted to prove herself, so instead of getting a more experienced de-escalator involved, she scolded Melissa, demanding that she give back the knife while holding out her hand to take it. It was basically an invitation. Melissa accepted, slashing the nurse's open palm. As the nurse looked down in shock, Melissa ran to her room, where, after slamming the door shut, she proceeded to slice open both of the mattresses while screaming with rage at the pain of having been born. Vivian was in the day room down the hall, speaking to her new client, Anthony, when she heard the screams. It was just past 11 a.m., and as usual, she hadn't slept well the night before. She had a joke about it. I haven't slept well in 25 years. The person she was speaking to would laugh in the moment. Later, they'd wonder what had happened 25 years ago. Anthony was a tall, lanky black kid, no more than 15. The cops had brought him to the hospital after he'd flashed a couple of women in the park. It seemed he'd lived on the streets but didn't want to talk about his family or give any identifying information other than his name. Vivian was giving him her spiel about his rights in the hospital. She was his state-appointed attorney. It was her job to try and get him out, and everything he told her was confidential. Anthony scanned the day room as she spoke and fixated on another male patient who was watching TV. You all right? Vivian asked. That dude. Man, he keeps looking at me, man. I think he might be gay or something. Vivian suggested that they move into the hallway. It didn't work. Now Anthony alternated between intensely looking at Vivian, absentmindedly touching his crotch and scanning the hall, eyeing every passing boy suspiciously. He was telling Vivian that he didn't want to take any meds when the scream started. She recognized Melissa's voice immediately. Anthony laughed. This place is crazy, man, he said. Vivian turned and jogged toward the noise, past the empty nurse's station, and arrived at a small crowd of nurses, psych techs, and mental health patients ranging in age from 7 to 15 gathered outside the closed door to Melissa's room. The human survival instinct was no match for morbid curiosity. Carl, the towering head psych tech, told Vivian what had happened and advised her to stand back as he moved into position outside the door. From here, Carl and some other techs would rush in, tackle the 90-pound girl, and inject her with haloperidol before putting her in four-point restraints in the seclusion room. Newbies always underestimate the risk of violence on the children's ward, Vivian said with a laugh. Carl laughed back. He liked Vivian. He'd told her weeks before because she didn't walk around all scared like most of the other lawyers. That, and she resembled his favorite aunt. She prepared to use this to her advantage as she stepped up next to him and listened by the door. She raised her index finger, calling for patience and quiet. The breathing and rustling suggested Melissa was on the opposite end of the room, near the window. Before Carl could object, Vivian opened the door a crack and slipped through, gently closing it while stooping reflexively to pick up a pillow that had been spared Melissa's wrath. Vivian stood up quickly, holding it in front of her abdomen for protection. Melissa? she said softly. Melissa spun around with the knife in her hand, sweaty and crazed. She was five feet away. Carl, Vivian said to the door while maintaining eye contact with Melissa. I'm in here with Melissa. She's not a danger to anyone and she's going to do the right thing. Relief flashed in Melissa's brown eyes. She was a small, dark-skinned girl wearing a bone-straight jet-black weave with a middle part, sharp cheekbones, 
She wore street clothes, black jeans and a white tank top that showed off her muscular arms, beautiful and tough. It was clear that Melissa's mind was clicking. The consequences of her irrational act were sinking in, but she tried not to break, twisting her face to look menacing. She took two steps towards Vivian with the knife and called her a legal aid bitch. Vivian didn't flinch. She looked at Melissa calmly, as if she were sitting by a lake in summer. Melissa took another step. Vivian continued her patient stare. Seconds later, Melissa's aggression dissolved. Behind it, fear. The hand that held the knife was shaking now. Without breaking eye contact, Vivian walked over, reached out, and took the knife, bloody and matted with the cheap cotton insides of the mattresses. Melissa did not resist. Vivian turned her back to Melissa and walked out of the room, sure that there would be no further violence. She handed the knife to Carl without changing her face.